Recorded live. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to On the Street. I am KK Belly. Tonight, we have Kingdom Inc. popping up on the street. We have the one and only Kevin Smith co-hosting with me alongside always the wonderful monster. How you, King, doing tonight? Yo, yo, yo. Act like you know. For sure. Fantastic. Wonderful, wonderful. Monster, how you doing tonight, sir? I'm cold. <laughs> you cool? <laughs> oh, no, That's I never. Me. That was me. That was me. I was trying to sit down. And it was a little, a little shorter than what I thought it was. That's <laughs> 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 not good. It's not good. Hey, Monster, what you doing back there? You in the backdrop? Going on over there? You back? Oh no, no! I'm charging up. I'm in Super Saiyan Level Four mode. Level Four. Uh, Don't you be bringing holes in the studio. <laughs> Don't be I'm bringing holes do in my studio. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready to throw a spirit bomb. Well, Mr. Smith, I'd like to welcome you into the Beast Nation Radio and welcome you to On the Street. You just came by to pop in here with me tonight, which is amazing. What what you got on the agenda? What you want to do? Because the street is Kingdom Inc. tonight. So what do you want to do? Uh, you know, <clears throat> this is what we're doing. This is, what, this is our niche right now is doing pop-ups. You know what I mean? So I thought what better way than to pop up on, you know, over here. You see, it's fam. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I thought, but what, what better way? Because, you know, I was doing a show. And then I heard that y'all had a show in the middle of mine. And I was like, uh, I need to be over there. We all need to be over here because, you know, this is where it's going. This is where it's at. Not to taking nothing away from my own, our own platform over where we at, but, you know, you guys are frequent callers. So right. I felt what better way than to combine both shows and throw everybody over here so we can have one grand show like we did the other night. Well, not like the other night, you know, because people lost sleep. I apologize for that. You feel me? I can get long-winded. That was amazing, though. I, I, I was riding with y'all. That was an amazing show y'all had. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So y'all can get the archives over there on uh, on King to Me Radio 135097. Y'all can check the archives. Y'all see it. We got two. We did back-to-back five-hour shows. Like, really, the, the one from yesterday was like six hours. But we did back to back. I did back to back five hour joint. So, you know, it was it's amazing. Like the poets that come through, the people that come through and and, and uh, show love. You know, to even do a five hour show like that that's love. Like that's like love. That's unprecedented. You know, and um, I'm I'm glad because I got multiple multiple <laughs> of those under my belt, and it, and it's all thanks to you know Kingdom Inc. and Beast Nation. So. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, Mr. Smith, to crack open the mic to graffiti on the street, you want to go ahead and graffiti the mic tonight? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do some. You know, this one is kind of like people coin this one my signature piece, so I'll do this one. This one is okay. called uh, Supreme Science. <laughs> we used to be pharaohs, polymaths, poets. Scientists, doctors, and architects. Our ancestors were the creators of the world's first great nation. Now we just niggas. 
unaware of our history, having an under instead of an overstanding of what it is that we used to be. Hey, the intellect's got us thinking that slavery was the beginning of African-American history. Well, in a way, it is. But let's disregard the American part and take a trip back to Africa and commit and walk through the Valley of the Kings, visit the Great Pyramid to study the hieroglyphs. Once there, you probably find out something that you never knew, that one of these demigod pharaohs look just like you. So now you understand why I call my brothers kings and my sisters queens, because we descended from a dynastic legacy the likes of which the superpowers of the world still haven't seen. Now that's greatness. Some 1,500 years before the first slave ships, we was navigating the world's great oceans, initiating trade with the first Americans. We came before Columbus. Boy, I thought you knew. The Easter Island and Omeg heads look more like who? Now that's greatness. But the Papa Bull dumb diverse is labeled as pagan, and Pope Nicholas V. The primordial West African slave pimp, and through his bigoted quill tip inking, we became right fruit for the Portuguese picking. Now imagine that. Hmm. The blame for slavery falling on the hands of a Christian man. The Pope never was a marionette, the African king, but he sent the order. His soldiers kidnapped us, forced fed us religion, and now we bow and kiss his ring. That's not science. Bring back our kings and queens. Should have been a hashtag routinely shouted from the sands of the motherland, but to my knowledge, they never did. Hmm. So now they want to help. So now they want us to help them bring back their kids. That's not science. Call me what you want to if I don't drop a tip. I'm trying to save our kids that's lost right here. Chicago, L.A., Houston, the Bay. It's time we masked up. But not for a revolution. A sit-down. A symposium. To discuss all this economic ruin. And that's science. In picture. Yeah, Kev, that spoke volumes right there. Definitely just bringing back the original works and, and you know, the story that they say, the really lynch doctrine, that, that scripty story for us already written that are embedded in some of our genetic code, and we just got to get back to our real roots. I feel that. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Respect. Monster, what you think about that right there, sir? over there in the backdrop. I see you over there eating them cookies and ice cream and stuff. Mm. Come back to the mic. What are you doing? He over there eating all the cakes and stuff. But Mr. Smith, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. What do you what do, what do you what do you think about the recent shooting of that cameraman and the the the, the lady that was doing the interview, the anchor woman? What do you think about that? Do you think that's kind of kind of fishy. I know uh, the video is kind of circling around. What do you think about what's been going on? Well, we don't have all the information, so for uh, for us to make an opinion or formulate theories or or conspiracies this early in the game would be, you know, like not right. You know, for lack of a better term, it just it wouldn't be right. So we need to like really, you know, sit back and, and wait for the specifics to come out because you know they're not really giving us all the information that's going on. They want us to get out here and jump the gun so we can look like we're backpedaling when the specifics of the case come out. So right, we need to just wait. You know, first and foremost, you know, two people did lose their life, regardless if it was fishy or not, two people lost their life. If there's a conspiracy or something going on, just look, look at the, the the real deal. Two people lost their life. So, you know, 
before mm-hmm. we go all out in hand and say anything, you know, you know, say a prayer for their families, you know, and make sure they get closer and, and, and do what they do. We all know that we've been oppressing and, and we get the short end of the stick on everything. So let's just, I just want to appeal to everybody and say sit back and get the specifics of the case first or do your own research into the case because a lot of these files are going to become public pretty soon. So you do your own research, get the specifics of the case. Then when you weigh both sides, weed out the lies and find the truth, your own truth, then you can then you can speak on it. But right now, going off the truth for the uh, the propaganda, mass media propaganda oppressors, you know what I'm saying, which we don't even like in the first place. <laughs> we don't follow them in the first place. So why should we be feeding off any information they give to us this early in the, in the, in the stage of the game? True. That's what's up. All right, all right, y'all. So we got some studio audience members tonight in the studio. So go ahead and click star eight. I know you're in the queue. So you can buy with us here on the streets. We'll love to hear from you. And do not be shy because I will come over there and poke with you anyway, even if you don't click star eight. So yeah, tell them. Or the hard way is your choice. Okay. Tell them. You want to do it? Do it Tell them. Okay, they want me to go the hard way. Let's see. Hello? Lyrical Soldier. How you doing? Good, chilling, chilling. So, how are you feeling with the one with the universe, the, the sun prince? How are you feeling tonight? I know you're outside looking at the moon. What's the vibe you doing tonight? The vibe is at 13 love. All day. At 13 love. All right, all right. That, that's what I'm talking about, that, that love right there. So do you have something to share with Kingdom Inc. It's the streets tonight. You know, this is your family's double time, so you got something to show with this tonight. Child of God. This piece is called. I'm a sun child. I'm a earth child. I drink the rain and cup the leaf and drink nature's beauty. Flowers pollinated, bees buzzing. I'm a sun child. I praise the gaze of the energy of life. I'm a moon child, synchronizing rotation. Ah. I, <laughs> right. I praise the gaze of the energy of life. I'm a moon child, synchronous rotation, the earth axis, soon dawning cometh. Now I'm a rain child, cleansing cometh, I'm a snow child, chilly days and nights cometh. The melting hand of a helping hand, I give to the homeless, I'm a giver, I'm God's receiver. I'm a joyful, I'm not sour, I'm not seasoned down, it's a new day, it's a new way, I'm, I am a crystal child. The inside of my heart is a crystal charging my chakras. I'm a crystal. My wrist is covered with beaded crystal like amber in peace. That was a vibrant and creative piece right there, Lashana. Thank you. I just zoned out. That's why I, um, I had to come back. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's fun. It happens. It happens when you get wrapped up in the the creativity of your own words, but you came back and you did well. You did well. Thank you. Mr. Smith, what do you think about your young brother over here? 
Yeah, he he already know that you know the respect I have for his past as far as the, uh, spirituality and being one with the universe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and he got you got a lot to say. You feel me? In that notebook, because I had a privilege. I'm privy to seeing it, like, and it, it's dope. He got some stuff in there that he ain't even brought to to the stage, you know. And um, if he ever if he ever decide to bring that out, he's gonna be a a, a, a animal. You know what I'm saying? An animal, a, a mic record, like like really, like really, really. A mic thing, so, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, you know, Lyrical Soldier, I always love having you over here. So I want you to kick him back with us, you know, tilt your crown to the left and hang out with us tonight on the street. To the right. To the right, cocky to the right, love to the left. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, Monster, what you think about that piece? That's the sunset. He always <laughs> talks about the universe. He always has. Matter of fact, I'm doing this for real on the streets. I'm looking at the moon transform right now. Mm. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we all outside. I think we all outside. <laughs> I got to go back now because I'm actually inside. Yeah, it's probably quite a beautiful phenomenon tonight. These mosquitoes out there tonight, though. Um, oh, yeah, them mosquitoes are tearing people's asses up out there. <laughs> oh, oh, you said the mosquitoes out? You know what I tell the mosquitoes? I said I'm Beast King. Recognize. Then they walk away. <laughs> <laughs> what do I tell them? <laughs> <laughs> man, you know what, man? I want you to go ahead and kick it back with us now, all right? Alright. Alright, alright. Alright, Kings, we got another follow queen coming into the studio. We got Miss Baby Six Nine. Welcome, welcome to the studio, Miss Baby. How are you doing tonight? I am I'm good. How y'all doing? Fantastic. What? Wonderful, baby, baby. <laughs> you thought for real with it, didn't you? <laughs> and I need you. <laughs> Whew. Uh-uh-uh. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, I yeah. can hear you. We can hear you. How y'all doing? We hot. This moon is beautiful. I know I tried to step out to see if I could see it from my vantage point and I can't see it yet. You don't have to reiterate my assignment to me because my brain was on sleepy, but I still got the gift so I just need to reiterate it. Oh, you want me to reiterate it? I that last night, yeah. All right. Since your pen spirit is a hummingbird anyway, I want you to describe the way that you describe yourself and your ink as the wings of a hummingbird. I mean, this piece um, that I have 
tonight. I just, I just wrote this uh, a few minutes ago. It's called Marvelously Melanated. Oh, shoot. I like that. That sounds sexy. <laughs> I am marvelously melanated, glazed in a peachy bronze bourbon soap. My pores soaked up that delicious liquid that was blessed by God because with his raised his fingers, his thoughts, his mind, he. I am deliciously tanned, awed and envied when I walk into a room. My permanent coach says, boom, winter, summer, spring, or fall. I need to do nothing at all to look this grand. But if I feel my complexion needs a boost, I do what he do and uh exercise my and emphasize my melanin soldiers. Watch them come to the surface and become bolder. Who look at me? I'm a bronze goddess. I'm just too damn pretty. Um, so marvelously melanated, they congregate about me. See, I stand out in the crowd of the less than, and my brand of umph they talk about. It's nothing that I did. I was born this way, skin always popping, a beautiful display. Whenever Whatever do I have to be ashamed of? So I plant and dance in this suit God gifted me. He chose to see me brown, tan, brown, isolatingly gorgeous, beautifully melanated, melanated, marvelously melanated. That's who I be. Miss Baby, you always come in with those pieces that just touch your heart or your spirit and just the the vivid picture that you painted with that is just absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I thought about I thought about uh my recent trip to Florida, how Europeans they they lie on the beach to get this color. But they you know, for whatever the reason the wicked ones set in motion that ugly between the races because we uh frequented a lot of places that um they they go to and they were very, very nice. It was a different type of people because they were older. And I think older Americans realize the stupidity that they really, you know, encountered when they were younger and so they are, you know, far much more liberal. And everywhere I went, they were like, Oh my God, you are so beautiful. Your color, your skin, oh you're oh you're so beautiful. And actually the sun uh 
there is a little different because it just it just bronzed me a little bit. It was really, really a beautiful, radiant feel to lay in the sun and think about, you know, God gave us vitamins through that through that star. We get we get darker through that star. We get we get amplified. And so I was thinking about that about five minutes ago because I was like, I don't know what I got to offer tonight because I've been feeling some kind of way. But then I thought about how marvelously melanated I am. And um, that piece came from admiration of, uh, you know, of Europeans. And it's, it's a shame that we all can't be on that same page and just equally love one another for the gift of a human being that we are. But... uh I love it that I'm this color, 365. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And there's nothing like the melanin in the skin. It's, it's beautiful because it comes yeah. with so many arrays and shades of cinnamon to to oil color to, you know, mulatto to every color that is. It's just a beautiful array, and it's just it's nothing like it in the world. Right. You can get you can get ten of us. You can get ten of us in Rome. And you know, ten of us is the same shade, you know. And 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 I love that. I love the way. I love the way that we look against things. And I I I wrote a piece a long time ago, and I did it on our show. God knew what He was doing when He made me black and then a woman. And that's just how I feel, you know. I I don't understand people that's not proud. It's not to be over proud of race. But I don't understand people that's not proud to be black and carry carry yourself in a manner that you're proud and that you exist and that you're beautiful. Because these people look at you and they envy you. They envy your kinky, tight hair because the hair is straight and they can't do nothing with it. It falls out quick. They envy your thick lips, your big, your thick ass, your thick thighs. They envy those things. So I really don't understand sometimes how we don't get that generational Believe me, get that out your mind because I've never been I've never been fearful of being anywhere, and I'm a woman first, you know. So I don't, I don't understand why people don't carry themselves beautiful because we are beautiful people. Definitely, definitely. You kings, what do you guys think about that piece right there? Oh, you know, I, I you, it's something special about what it is that she does when she spit a piece of it. Everybody had already said, you know, uh, exactly what I was going to say, you know, it's just the delivery. And uh, I think the first time that I ever was introduced with to, uh, to Beast Nation, I talked, uh, asked uh, Beast King whether or not he was uh, instructing, not really instructing, but emphasizing on delivery. Because her delivery is not, I want to say it's not unique, but she mastered it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And then every time she delivers her, her piece, it's like, um, I always go back to this, sitting around the campfire and listening to somebody tell a story because so, her words are so visual. And, you know, it, it puts you in that nostalgic mood. No matter what she can spit, you can spit nursery rhymes and you'll have everybody captivated. Thank you very much, D. Kevin Smith. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for uh, remembering the the. Remember the crime. You know, I love it when you come and rock it with us. So I want you to stick around with us tonight. 
because I have a pop-up question for the Kings tonight in the studio. Hmm? Uh, you got a pop-up question? Yeah, I got, I got a pop-up question for you two gentlemen. <laughs> so I got a pop-up answer. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to leave it alone, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all just with me, I So this is my question. Where now? I want each one of you guys own opinion. Where do you think a woman's place is supposed to be in a relationship? With oh, I'm a, I, I'm a guess. So I guess I I go first. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman's place in a relationship. You know, a lot of people have been taught different things. You know, it depends on your nurturing. You've been taught different things. You know, whether you come from a single mom home. Or, or or a nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been told different places a woman, or we've been showed what a woman is supposed to do, you know, cook, clean, take care of kids, or what have you. But those views haven't been adjusted to the time. So me personally, I believe a woman's place, that, really doesn't describe, you know, the, the, what really can go on because living in a, uh, the world that we live in about uh, freedom and equality, I believe a woman's place is anywhere she makes, whether it be working, whether it be a homemaker or whatever, you know, she can do whatever. With me, she got freedom to be whatever it is she wants to become. If she wants to be the homemaker, she wants to be the breadwinner. Not just saying the breadwinner because it's all about equality, but she wants to be a breadwinner, go out and chase her dreams. By all means, chase your dreams. But if that you're content with staying back and letting me chase my dreams, then so be it. But for me, a woman's place is anywhere where she makes it. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. What about you, Monster? Where do you think a woman's place is in a relationship? In a relationship? Yeah, like in a in a relationship, what do you think the woman's place is? Because there's some people yes. that say the woman's place is behind the man, you know, because she's supposed to be his helpmate. And, you know, some people are arguing and saying well, the woman's supposed to stand beside him because she was from his rib. So what do you think? I believe in the natural laws of the universe. I believe in balance. When you put When you put things in place like her place or his place, you're you're putting making a small box out of a tremendous individual because a woman is the only one that can that was ordained to carry life inside her. So I believe I don't believe that she has a necessary place in the relationship. I believe as long as the scales is even, the relationship will prosper. If the scale is unbalanced. That's when that's when negativity starts to go into it, because a woman can do it almost anything a man can, and I say almost because a lot of things men do would possibly damage a woman's frame forever. Women can be construction workers, but the possibility of a woman by herself having to pull a steel beam and put it to another spot—that's damaging the spinal column. That's that's damaging lungs and kidneys. A lot men do work that could put them in wheelchairs at times. So a woman could do anything she put her mind to it. 
But due to the fact that you see all the injuries, all the damages that men go through, why would you want to? Why would you want to do certain things that we have to do? We balance. I don't care who the breadwinner, as long as it's balanced. If you if you make the money, then I got to be a hell of an organizer. I got to put things in place. Because once you put everything on one individual, that's when the balance is lost, and that's when chaos starts to ensue. I know my woman had my back, but she also right by she's also right by my side. But it's not a particular place that I put her in because she can't put her in a place. Universal law states is a balance. As long as if I'm the yin and she my yang, we can we can rock it. Definitely, 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 definitely. Let's see. Let's let's ask. Let's ask a young prince and see what he has to say. Political soldier, same question I have for you. Where do you think a woman's place is in the relationship? Uh, woman's place in the relationship. Mm-hmm. I agree with the balance that uh, Beast King was talking about. Okay. Um, and also, like, stand, like, Stand by and all that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so somebody to stand by you with the balance. Okay, okay, okay. I feel that, I feel that. All right. We got North Central Kentucky on the line. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the studios. You got KK Belly. The Kevin Smith and the Monster on the line. How are you doing tonight? Your mic is unmuted. Hey, how's everybody doing? Hey, welcome, welcome. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Oh, shoot. I know who that is. This is Melissa Yelverton. How's everybody doing? I'm I'm digging the discussion right there. Yeah, checking out um the Kevin Smith answer and uh, Beast King. That that was uh that was on point. King's got it locked. So that's what's up. That's what oh, yeah, appreciate it. Yo, so 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 can can we can we can we extend the question to the queen? <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. Let's unmute Miss Baby. You got all three of us on the line. Yeah, let's spin the question. But, 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 let's make it gender specific. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Where do you yeah. believe the man's place is in a relationship? Mm. I threw it for you, Lou. Y'all had y'all perfect answers already, right? <laughs> no, no. I, I expected the unexpected from you, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I would say a man's place is right beside his woman. I feel like neither one should have to walk behind the other. They should be able to walk side by side. Uh, I think that there should be balance between man and woman. One shouldn't be over the other in decision making. I do believe that as a man, he deserves, if he's honorable, to have 
you know, the head of household, the feeling that he's the head of his family because he can take care of his family. But in the same retrospect, the woman has to have power that if the man falls from being head of household, she can pick it up where they won't fall. So there's got to be balance. She can't expect him to hold the whole world on his shoulders, and then when it crashes around him, then she runs. No, they got to stand side by side. So if he can't bear it, she can hold it, you know, along with him. Yeah, and um, for me, it, it, it's basically the same, um, you know, respecting respecting your man because, first of all, he comes to you as a person with potential, with plan, um, with with a knowledge of something that you can get that you can follow. I mean, you you're gonna follow because he's a man. You're gonna follow. That's the natural order of things. We were made as compliments. So if we all have plans, um, listening to one another, if he has a plan and y'all, everybody's in agreement and you're talking and you see something that, you know, we're going to do this or, or that is about communication and allowing him to take a lead and if, you know, whatever goes awry, it goes awry and no such thing as, oh, this was all on you. Um, allowing him to be who he is, uh, you know, being accepting, but at the same time, Always looking for that that betterment that he has betterment in his in his own mind. So, I think that his place is one of uh, keeping keeping things in order, keeping keeping in order, keeping keeping things mentally fresh, where you can bring things be, being accepting, uh, being accepting of change, and just being willing to just move and grow. Uh, if, if you are a man, you pretty much don't have to tell a man what to do. It, it just becomes a matter of seeing the pathway or seeing the potential. If you start to kind of like, you know, have to, you know, say things or, or get into his space, well, then that's, that's something else. But as far as where a man what is what who he is what he brings to the table um just looking and listening it's all about just learning and discernment and seeing seeing who seeing who you're dealing with and just being uh being ready to to be what we were created to be to be help to be helpless. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Your turn. <laughs> um, I agree um, with with a lot of these sentiments that um, went forth. I I do happen to strongly believe that the man is a leader. Um, now. It depends on who you end up with, because even though all men are leaders, some of them are not the leader for you. Some of their draws is a little too tight, and if your draws are too tight, you can't bring nothing to the table because you can't lift nothing to put it on the table because you're too constricted because of your draws. 
I can't, you know what I'm saying? I have to turn corners and go another way. Some people can't handle those responsibilities, and you have to be careful who you allow to lead you because you'll be led to the dumpster if right. he ain't the right one. You feel right. me? <laughs> so, um, and, it, and and again, you, it, he's a leader, and it, it's about watching and paying attention and learning who you're with and him learning you. If he, souls complement each other. That that's the thing. If if there's that that connection in the soul, nothing to worry about. We we fix. It's it's already you know we're entwined, and um, there's there's always this mutual thing. There's this oneness. There has to be a oneness. You can't go forward if one person's going the other way and uh, and somebody's desiring to go the opposite way. You know, if you have two different dreams and they're not mutual, if you don't have a common goal, yes, you can have, you know, other opportunities, but if there's not a common goal in a relationship, what's what's the point? He could be beside you all day and it won't make a difference. He could be a leader all day and it won't make a difference. He can touch you the way, you know, no man has ever touched you before, but I guarantee if there is no mutual agreement, no oneness, in spirit and soul, you ain't got nothing. I'm Good kidding. answer. <laughs> Good answer. Kill it. Good answer. All the ladies did wonderful answers. What do you think about those answers? D. Kevin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah all, everybody, everybody pretty much <clears throat> nailed the sentiment right on, on the head about evolving, you know, and um, being equal and and being on the same plane, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, a lot of the, um, everybody wasn't represented here because there are people that believe in the old ways, you know, Southern ways. Oh, I'm one of those. I'm one of those. Me too. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason why I brought that. There's a reason why I brought that up. Well, let's see, you know, I know you. And you tried to be politically correct over here. Because <laughs> so, there's people that still believe in the old ways, the old guard, you know, and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. If two people are, are on the same plane in that, you know, then it can work. But it tends, a man tends to see an advantage and take control of it. Right. So, that having that, you know, submissive to the man thing, it needs to really be adjusted, you know, but not totally, you know, because, you know, there's Southern hospitality, there's Southern women, you know, and that, right. you know, but you guys got to watch out. That's what I'm saying. That's why I, I went there. It's just women, you have to watch out, you know, because right. I'm, like I said, I was a vet and I'm watching different things and you had the two women that went out there and passed one of the hardest, you know, schools, you know what I'm saying, now on to the military, which is the ranger school. And I, you know what I'm saying, I didn't go to to the school, but I went to the to starter school for it. And I got out before I had a chance to go to ranger school. But I went to that thing, and I was close to crying myself sometimes. So, like Beast King said, there is things that women can do that men can't do. I mean, there are things that men can do that women can't do. 
But, mm-hmm. I mean, that, there's things that we can do equally. But you got to understand that you have power, but you also have a weakness. So there's a balance there. You have to remember, like, there's a balance there. You can't let one person take control of the balance. When that person takes control of the balance, then they lose sight of the overall goal. So if y'all are one of the ones that believe in Southern hospitality, you being submissive to the man, you also got to stay vigilant. You got to watch. Mm-hmm. Got to watch. For many who come in his name saying that he is him. Yep. Y'all watch. Yeah, you do. Have to watch. Yep, you're right, bro. But it's a learning curve. You know the learning curve? Mm-hmm. The learning curve about that is it's so many different variations of submission. Most people are confused because in other cultures, in the Japanese culture, the women from birth are already trained to be submissive to their husbands. Mm-hmm. But in Westernized society, it's a lot of princes and princesses that like to wear men draws every now and then, <laughs> that take the submission thing overboard. They think mm-hmm. submission is you do what I say when I say and all this and all. That's, they treat their their house pets better than they do their women. Mm-hmm. The, the, the submission that, that they're doing borders on slavery all over again. The master and the, and the slave, that's, that's what a lot of so-called men, I call them so-called men because, those are the ones that whole mindset be about them. They're, those are e- egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigots. And they're also the ones that be destroying a lot of women. So when a good man comes, he got to pick up the pieces if he's willing to go through those stages to pick up the pieces. Because it's a lot of so-called, just because you got a dick and balls don't make you a man. Right. <laughs> Because it's a, it's a lot, it's a lot of transgenders that just bought those, and they're not men. <laughs> Sorry. And and it, and it goes both ways. It's like a lot of women have been pushed into a man role because a lot of men walked walked away from their responsibility. A lot of men walked away from the leadership role, even though they were born to be leaders. Everyone has the capability of being a leader, but you could also lead. It also could be the blind leading the blind. The Pied Piper was a leader. He led rats to their destruction. Not calling people rats, but whoever, a lot of men have a false expectation saying, well, because I look good, because I look like this, I can choose any woman I want. The woman does the choosing, whether the man want to admit it or not, because all she has to do is say no. Ninety times out of ten. 90 times out of 100, if she say no, even though you you are visually attractive to her, she ain't going to give you the time of day. But if she right. says yes, she's giving you an opportunity. Now, the thing about it is, there's a lot of men and women that got false documentation. There's a lot of dudes that flash a lot of cash, and really they're just tricks. They need to just get a prostitute and just cut out the middleman because they're really flashing they flash and they they check they get at the first of the year, or they flash and some some other money that's not gonna last. Nobody want to build no more. Southern hospitality was made strong because of 
the men and women who knew the concept actually built families. Right. Like like the man really didn't want to go out. If you got a whole bunch of single friends and you married, there's a lot of single shit you can't do no more because you're married. And real men understand that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of single men, when they know that their friend is married, they're not going to invite their married friends to some single shit if they really they friends. And that's a mutual respect, not only for the man, but for the wife. And vice versa. There's a lot of women who have who have, have husbands, and they have a lot of women that are their friends that be on some single shit. And then it's, it's imbalances. When, when balances are disrupted, it's so much chaos. Because mm-hmm. every every man ain't going every man every man has the capability to be a king, but doesn't know the process of being a king, so they end up just being a prince in remedial studies. It don't matter how old you is; you can be a fifty-year-old prince because you didn't get the concept yet. Right. Hey, I wanted to go back to something that you said, though. Um, uh, you talked about uh, women who have have had to take on the um, the male role because uh, men have walked out. That um, even though that uh, is an upset in the natural order, it's also a hindrance sometimes when it comes to relationships because there's this um, there's this fortress of untrust. You see what I'm saying? And, and it's also a, I don't need a man to do this. So he's, he already has a bunch of things against him because of that. And a lot of women don't see that, you know, uh, we we push men out because one man made us mad or one man hurt us, broke, up, broke our hearts or whatever, let us down and disappointed us. That doesn't mean that all men can ride in the same boat. True. Mm-hmm. That's that's hard facts. That be killing me because I have I know kings and queens of different genres, different cultural backgrounds and generations. And then when a queen get mad at the king she chose to be a part of her past. All men ain't shit and this, this and this and this and then I heard her feelings, but I heard her feelings correctly. I say, So what you're telling me is that you you only lived all of your life in this particular state, in this particular city. So you beam every man on the planet, ain't shit. And you ain't a step foot out of your own comfort zone. Maybe you're drawing, it's maybe you're drawing the wrong thing. Have you went outside your comfort zone? What did you look for in a man? Is you breaking your rules according to what they look like or what they tell you? Because every woman... And a lot of dudes are like, man, all women is bitches. How dare you call every woman a bitch? And if you know the definition, that's a dog where the puppy suckle from her nipples. How would you call a woman that? And you the one that's dating these particular, you're dating the same type of woman and getting a, and then getting mad because you're getting the same type of response. You're dating the same type. It's a, literally an entire world of, that you'll never get a hold of because you're stuck in your own personal box. Right, and I think, and I think, just like um, some of the things you said, when we choose, how do you choose, or, or or what do you choose, or why do you choose? 
certain types or certain people. And sometimes um, sometimes we choose because we see what we want to see instead of actually seeing what's there. Mm-hmm. And I think that that, because as a as a woman, as a woman, you know, everybody, everybody. First of all, everybody is out of out of balance anyway. We all, you know, we all ain't nobody perfect. So right. we fall on we fall on predispositions. We fall on like Kevin was talking. We we fall on cultural um, on cultural stereotypes. We we fall on religious stereotype on how you handle this or how you handle that. So we already come kind of pre-packed with an expectation um, for someone or to do so, to do something. And and like you were saying, to go outside your background, that's why, you know, I've, I've had um, relationships that weren't perfect for me at that because we ended, but I've never, ever and never will be bitter towards men or especially, you know, black men, because it was just that level, that time, that moment. It just wasn't right. It didn't work. But that does not mean that we have to be disrespectful toward one another. That is one of the, like, that is one of the most horrible things, I think, that men and women get into, that really berating that horrendous treatment. You have to treat one another with just because you aren't in a relationship that should not be. Because mentally, because mentally I don't see, you don't see what I see. And it just took time for that to be exposed. I, 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 have no, I don't understand why you just can't maintain your adult sense of self. And, you know, like, hello, and just acknowledge that that was a mistake, but continue being, um, continue being cordial and, 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 and just humane towards one another. I, you know, I don't understand that uh, part of it, but it definitely does start with choice. Definitely, definitely. I agree with you, I agree with you guys, but the, the only thing um, that I see when it comes to relationships, especially with a woman that's been broken or had a heart broken or whatever the case may be, is when the man thinks that he can just come in, everything is supposed to be okay. And that you know you should automatically just trust him because his whole right. that's not me, and that's where the problem comes in. And when you protect yourself to him, he thinks that you know you're hiding from me, you're lying to me, you're not telling me everything. Where it's not that it's I'm trying to protect myself. I'm still trying to figure you out. It's not that I'm putting what somebody else did to me on you. It's I want to make sure I don't dig too deep into something and end up in the same place I was. You can't just hop in and expect that you can jump in and everything's okay. Especially if I've dealt or somebody's dealt with things in their past, you can't just hop in, play captain, save it all, and it'd be all okay. Like, no, the pieces are broken. You have to take time to pick them up. You can't expect it just to miraculously, you know, come together. And I think that kind of tears up a lot of relationships because the man is blaming a woman for being Oh, protecting herself, and then the woman is blaming the man for not understanding, and then they go the the torrent of the relationship. When in reality, it could have been a powerful powerhouse relationship if both would have took time to actually sit and talk. But when you have emotions and things of array going running together, 
And especially if you may have another person in your ear telling you one thing about something that they know nothing about, then it, it becomes an issue, and, and that's where the relationship, you know, falls apart. And, and that's sad because you miss out on some amazing things doing that if you don't take time to actually just listen. Yeah, and I think a lot of that time, like you were saying, sometimes we need to step back and do work on ourselves first before we even entertain relationships. You know, some people, um, like like I said, I've been in in hard, you know, in, in relationships that ended, but I've never transferred or brought any of that to the next person because I know the situation, I see the situation, and that's that situation, and and you have to sit back sometimes and nurture yourself. Sometimes it's not about somebody else nurturing you. They can they can make you see something, or they can make you go like, oh, man, hey, this is not, but you have to do your own self-nurturing, your self-love, you know. You have to take time and love yourself and know, and know what you want. If you want to be in this, if you want to be in a relationship, and you put yourself out there to be in one. If you know that you don't need to be in a relationship because of the way you you're feeling, then you don't put yourself in that soup to even be considered for a relationship. But some people, you know, we have to learn how not to be selfish. We want those feelings, we want those emotions, but we're really not ready to deal with the give and take of a. Uh, you know what a real relationship is about, because that's what they, it's really just basically about giving and taking and understanding. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. That was a show. Well, just to piggyback on what Miss Baby was saying, there was a movie called Blood and Bone, and in there, because he's a Tai Chi master, and he was talking about push hands, and then, and then that represents the relationship. It's about give and take. You know, I push a little bit, but you take. Then you push a little bit, and I take, and it's about the flow. Never, mm-hmm. never do we, never do we fall off balance because we're in, we're on the same vibe, we're in the same flow. You know, as I push, you take, and as you, as you push, I take. We never fall off balance. Right. We sparked up a real serious conversation tonight, Miss Keo. This this I like this. We can all come together and speak about some different things. I like I like this right here. Oh yeah, yeah. You are you already know. You already know. Um I don't wanna take all the I don't take all the credit, but you know. We have to <laughs> these conversations when I'm in the building. You know, and definitely um I wanna thank uh Melissa for stopping by because you know she's a busy woman. She has some um homework. She had going on 40-some-odd pages of homework, so I appreciate her stopping by the, uh, the show right here. You feel me? And I would, you know, I'm feeling kind of nostalgic mm-hmm. at times because we got a whole catalog, me and her together, and people don't really recognize. But um, I ain't going to ask for her to uh, do a collab with me tonight. <laughs> Because she got such a dope catalog, like really. So I got a, I have a request. Yes, uh-huh. and what is that request? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That request would be one or two. I have two requests. Cause I've been, I've been feeling to do this one for a long time. Because actually, you've done. Look, I was like, 
just just to clear the air, just to clear the air. We got a a piece called uh, Dear Society, to which I thought that you know that was our piece. You feel me? And society answers. Yes, that is that is our piece. Uh, no, don't try to put answers on that. Um, that I've is seen the name you. of I've it. You. Dear society, society answers. Yeah, you you put that you put that spin on it. Yeah. Don't try to do that. Do not. Um, there's you got a collab. Dear society, there's Pharrell that, that, on that, there. That's that one. That's piece. Pharrell on there. There's Pharrell on there. There's Cabrella Renee on there. There's Sister Taraji on there. No, that was for. It's not dear society. That's for something else. I added but did that. You, did they you liked not, that yeah, piece, yeah, so they added it to that. Dear society, did you not dear, do dear society on there? I can't never come yes, back. Yes, I did. Yes, you can't can. come back. Stop that. I yes, can't come can. back from that. I can't do yes, that. Can. Look, yes, did y'all hear what, who was on that? Did you hear who was on that? Pharrell. Dude, that was Dear Society. Our, piece, our collab, listen, our collab is Dear Society, Society Answers. You, you named it. What are you talking about? You named it. You know I, I got a bad memory. You know I got a bad memory, so you're trying to play me. <laughs> so I guess. You trying to play me right now? Cause I can't. No, I'm. I'm deny so you Or rebut right now, cause you know I don't remember. But I will tell you like this: You did this society on there, and I was sitting there with my mouth hanging wide open, like the ghost meme, the ghost little uh, little little icon thing that's on your little phone. You know the ghost thing when he got his hands on his cheeks and his mouth wide open and his face <laughs> blue. I'm sitting there like, she did not just do that. She did that to me? Okay. It's all good. But anyway, my request, my one request would be, I would like to get a collab before you leave, and two, that you do a bag lady. Oh, plastic bag? You know I got a bad memory. So I have to look. (laughs) The The way I remember things is, It's word association. Plastic bag, and you talk about a lady, so bag lady. I know that's Erica Badu joint, but that was the best way for me to remember that. And then don't get don't get upset. I I can go even deeper than that because I you know I got my I'm an entrepreneur. I got my own company, and and some of my clients, which they're not on the they're not going to listen. And I hope. Some of my clients, I call them um, uh, music boy. Because um, that's the only way I can remember him because he plays music. So I call him music boy. <laughs> and the other one is art boy because he does art. You know, so don't, I, I got bad memory, you know. So, you know, um, I guess. And, 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 and it's not that, it's not that, uh, Amongst the poets, because I, I remember everyone on the because, you know, I get y'all, except for Baby, you know, I've always messed her name up, but she always put me on point, 
And, you know, I've been talking for a long time, and I remember I told uh, KK, do not let me take over the show. I, I remember saying that. I remember saying, check me if I ever start going along. I did say that. I swear <laughs> I said that. You did, you did, but I don't mind because you, you're speaking your mind, and it's not like now, because um, because because look, because look 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 I like to just be here, you know. But <laughs> then when I come on to people's show, I tend on taking over the show, and I don't want to be that dude that's like I don't want to feature him because the Negro talk like four hours long. <laughs> like, hey, hey, Melissa laughing. Oh, like I know you'll laugh. Like yeah, Melissa's laughing because she know. I talk, like, I really do talk, you know, and then I cross the line a lot. But, um, but anyway, I would like to hear, uh, but I was just really giving her opportunity to find her uh, plastic bag. Uh, I'm, like, so looking for it. I think I know. I know, I know, I know you got to look for it because you, you, don't, you don't do that. You don't do that joint. Even though it's, like, the dope, dope piece, you really don't do that joint. If y'all haven't heard of plastic bag, it's a game changer. But really, I think every I think everybody's heard it. They should, they should, everybody should remember that. Oh, so that one? Well, you got another one. You got a lot though. You got a lot though. You know, talk. You got a lot though. Like, if, if everybody don't really know, that's the woman that even brought me to the. Uh, this is the woman that even brought me to the online blog shows. This one, all everything. Y'all hearing my voice right now? Y'all heard? Y'all owe it to her. If y'all enjoying what I do, you owe it to Melissa. Like without Melissa, I wouldn't know nothing about this. All I did was introduce him. It was his his uh, talent and his gift that got him where it was. Cause that's what drew me. I was trying to when give I away would. my book. That's all I was doing. Trying to. I was trying <laughs> to give away my ebook to everybody I could possibly give my ebook away to. I, just I used to, to read his poetry, and I would be like, "Oh my God, who is this?" And then um, we started conversing back and forth, and I was like, "Have you ever been on uh, online radio?" And he was like, "Nah," and I was like, "You should come." So his first time ever going on the air, we did a collab. <laughs> his first time ever. <laughs> Ever, we did a collab, and people were like, "Oh wow, who is no, that?" No, you see, you trying to save me. You trying to save me. I went no. on the show. But look, you introduced look. me no, on the show. This, this is what I'm saying. No, hold on, hold on. Let me speak. Let me speak. I let you speak. This is what is going to save him. What? After 30 days of hanging out with this man, doing collabs on different shows. After 30 days, 30 days. His first time ever being on online radio, first time ever doing spoken word on air on radio. Within 30 days, this man had a hit show on Block Talk, Black yeah, Satin Radio, yeah, Monday night. 30 yeah, days. That didn't have yeah, nothing did. to do with me. Amen. Yeah, I, I give you that. I give you that. <laughs> but, but still, but still, that was a goal that I set for myself. And I, I, I do prescribe to the LOA, the law of attraction. You feel me? I was something that I, after you introduced me to that and I saw that and then I went on to the show. I'm not even going to say the name of the network. I went on the first time ever going on to a show. I went on there. I spit a piece and I ran through that joint so fast. Like Carl Lewis, I ran through my joint so fast. Like, you know, they critiqued <laughs> the joint. 
<laughs> that the cheesy joint, it was like, tell me, slow down. And then he was like, um, yeah, you know, I'm a love poet. And, uh, you know, um, I really <laughs> felt what you were saying and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, if you just slow down, you know, you become this star poet and stuff like that, you know. And I wasn't really trying to feel that because she's trying to save me. But I actually kind of like bombed. I didn't really, I didn't really had an impact, you know, because I was nervous. You know, not really nervous, but rather I thought that speeding, having that cadence go fast like that would be more effective. And after delivering that piece like that and having them critique like that, the next time I went on, we did the collab and I slowed it down in the rest of history. <laughs> That's how I like it. Recipe history. Monster, you so quiet over there. What's, what's cracking like over there, my friend? Monster, are you over there? Mic check one two one two. It's gonna be quiet. I'm all, I'm lifting weights right now. I'm here. <laughs> oh, you just you just bright and basking in the moonlight and over there. Well, you, well, actually, I've been outside since we've been on the show, and the moon winked at me like twice. So I'm I'm, I'm recharging my energies. See, that's what I'm a naturalist. Okay, ain't that what I said earlier? Mhm. Very much so. That is what you said. So we need yeah. me and Beacon on the same plane. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 purely a naturalist. I took the shoes off, the socks off, and the grass looking at the moon. The moon gave me a wink. I got my energy back. I told you I'm going super saiyan four. That, that my profile picture is real life. <laughs> I got cold. While I was out there. I was like, yeah, this is for the birds. My my skin got cold and I was shivering. I was like, yeah. Can't get jiggy with this weather right now. <laughs> Y'all somewhere else, like over here. Yeah, it's cold here. It's hot. Cold. Where are you? We in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And it's cold. Oh yeah, it's cold out there. It's just oh, a little wow. wind chill. It's a little wind chill. I ain't no storm, guys. This is like a wind chill. <laughs> but I'm a. I prescribe <laughs> to the holistic approach. So I'm doing what my ancestors did. So it wasn't cold to me, actually. Oh, standing oh. in the grass. So I ended up getting hot while I was outside. I got hot. So, I walked back in okay, and cooled out. <laughs> so because it's cold out there to me. <laughs> oh, so profound. That that's so profound. Because if y'all listen to when Beast King talk about his lineage, his heritage, and what he just said about what his ancestors did, you you feel what I'm saying? The monks. Is that what you alluded to? Sitting out there meditating in the snow? Am I yeah, right? I've, I've done that too. And I always envy them like that. Cause I'm a California kid. You know what I mean? What? I, yeah, I had to sit. I sat out there in the snow and I damn near had hypothermia. Today, my, my fingertips still ain't right. That's unreal. My finger, when it gets cold, my fingertips still. Because I was frost nipped. I didn't know it was such thing as frost nip. But. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I thought it was fr- frost bit. Yeah, there's a thing called frost nip. I got oh, frost really? nip. Yeah, and today my fingertips still ain't right. Like you get cold, my fingertips just go crazy. But um, oh yeah, I was out there trying to you know do the same thing, trying to do you know um, mind over matter. You know it's cold. Yeah. It's, uh, as long as I'm on a fire, as long as I'm sitting on a, a, pe- a pyre of fire, you know the cold won't matter. 
to the <laughs> flesh, to the flesh, the cold matters. I want to let y'all know that. I want to let y'all know that. But to the spirit, to the spirit, it don't. To the spirit, it doesn't. Though, so sacrifice, I sacrifice something, which is my flesh, just for a spiritual experience. And as a result, I got this thing called frost nip. <laughs> <laughs> I told oh, I totally understand. No, but you you already know because a lot of people don't know how deep I run on a natural level. Mm-hmm. I've always had jobs for sixteen, seventeen years where I worked outside. And in Michigan mm-hmm. we have all the climates. We have all the seasons <laughs> all in one. And I worked at the airport, so there wasn't no, the airport don't never close. Mm-hmm. So I was outside in blizzards. I was outside in thunderstorms. I was outside when it was 115, 120 degrees. And then before the end of the day, it went to like 40. And I was outside at 20 below. So my skin is adjusted to climate changes. But when I want to have a spiritual experience, because of what today was and because of what the moon was working with and Mars, I went outside. I got hot. I said, oh, I got energized while I was outside. I thought, okay. I'm going right back outside in like a couple seconds. Wow. Uh, Hey, Monster, you have not graffitied the mic yet tonight, have you? (laughs) Oh, you didn't release me. Oh, I didn't release the cracking. Yeah. Okay, then. I'm going uh, home. Before before we let him loose, before we let him loose, can we get confirmation from Melissa though that that she oh, gonna yeah. do that piece? Mm-hmm. Just confirmation. Oh, did you okay. find it? Mhm. You did. Okay. Mhm. She yeah. found it three minutes ago. Oh. I thought she found it. If you want to, know, Melissa, you can wait. go ahead and just see the mic if you want. Well, 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 before she goes, before she goes, before she. Goes. Yes. Mhm. Mhm. Coming to the mic right now. This is one half group manifest destiny. She is a queen of kingdom ink. None other than the Yeah, I gave it to you. You're the only other person that can have it. The Melissa Yelverton. I would give you my hashtag, but I can't do that for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right. Uh, this piece is called Plastic Bag. Living out of a plastic bag. Trying to forget as I take a drag from its contents. Wanting to alter my conscience because nothing in my world is to make sense. Loving hallucinogenic dreams where nothing is what it really seems to be. So I don't have to explain what I mean. And my pleading screams are suddenly turned into laughter because tranquility is what I'm after. I got worn out feet Still trying to capture some dream. 
that I used to see. As if it were some silly thing to be put on and tied up with shoestring. I chase. See, my plastic bag has no frilly things or lace. But within lies a special place to rest. My memories of regret. You know, those strong, loud things so hard to forget. Man, the heavier I am the heavier my bag seems to get as it drags behind me. I wish I could hide in it so no one could find me because wandering aimlessly, my arms are weak from dragging this bag all night without any sleep, looking for a place to rest my head. And I bet you thought I meant mess up my head. No. See, my plastic bag, it holds everything I have, from my happy moments to the ones that make me sad. But I ain't mad. But I sure ain't going back to what I had. So I put myself in this bag that I dragged. Man. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. That is beautiful. Speechless. That was a speechless dissertation by by a master. I salute you, Melissa. You know, I love me some Melissa anyway. I always be like, Melissa! <laughs> that was heart-wrenching, my sister. That was absolutely heart-wrenching. That put me in a place that I've been in before, and that was a deep feeling. That was an amazing piece you did. Thank you. It's y'all just coming around left and right with these amazing people tonight. That's all I can do is like, is that like poetically speaking, show is like no pun intended, bananas. <laughs> <laughs> of course, King Nick in the building. And and the monsters ball. <laughs> oh, y'all got a new name, huh? Y'all got a new name now. <laughs> oh, so, you know, I got a couple of things in the works that people gonna see. There's gonna be some Negro spiritual miracles. They don't even know about it. It's some Negro spiritual miracles. Oh snap! Oh my goodness! I don't think we. <laughs> this man, like, okay, the the new. The the new name what what what's the new name again? Kaiju. Oh, King Kaiju. Mm-hmm. I'm like this man reinvents himself, and every time he does, the the people that he come up with, they are more intense, and uh, they eat way more 
have y'all have y'all watched him evolve like within a year's time? <laughs> can, can, can you can you go back and think when he was Duke Swellington? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I can remember a time. I can remember a time when I came on the shows, and every time I came on the show, I had to go after him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I when I knew he was coming on, I would just I would have to put the phone on speaker so I could set it down because I'd be pacing the floor, <laughs> kind of walking back and forth, like, what did he? Do? What the hell? And I'm trying to wrap my mind around these concepts. I'm like, wait, wait. Uh, and I, I have it on mute. And I'm like, this man is out of his mind. Trying to figure out how, how he did that. And what tripped me out was it was all freestyle. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And on that note, I'm going to release the Kraken, the monster, go ahead, and graffiti the mic. All right. Since, since, since you know you the queen kaiju, you choose the form of the destructor. Oh, hmm. Let's see. How do I want you to destroy the mic? Give me something revolutionary. Give me steel toe boots and red, green, and black flag. Give me that revolutionary right there. Oh, you want? Oh, you want Matrix Black? I got yeah, you. You know that's my buddy. He's my sidekick. Go ahead and kick it for me. Gotcha. Hashtag red, black, and green. I have to come to you like everybody else won't come to you because I'm not going to run from you. When red, black, and green first really came into the scene and Marcus Garvey was doing his thing, he was showing black men how to be real kings and queens to fulfill all of their dreams. But you know what happened? It seemed that a lot of people's dreams were being deferred and the whole miles of the stern. It was like being proud of being black without a blur. They already controlled our minds, our finances, our spirits, and our souls. They already had us with sluggish, ruggish bone looking at the cross road. Everyone was trying to make us coke like the Budweiser toes, but they didn't understand that to truly be in a boss mode is to understand and know thyself. Why, when you are proud about being black, that permanently becomes bad for your health? They didn't understand that they were even harvesting our melanated skin, and they were showing us we are the reasons why we can never win. And I go through those concepts again and again. That's why when I swim in these murky waters, I'm like, oh, man, should the shark come out again? It was like, no, we need that pro-blackness to come back. So the Pan-African enemy started to go on the attack, see, I'm red, black, and green, and it's not just a flag to me. I brag about being black because that's what I'm supposed to be. Ethiopian mixed in with a Japanese mixture. You should understand the chemical concoction of rip off this whole fixture. See, I look at everybody who say black lives matter, but the most people that say black lives matter are the very reason that these black lives shatter, and then when it really comes down to drama, these black people scatter. For every police situation that you were facing with your camera phone, instead of calling the police station, setting a whole different tone, just popping in on social media just to get you some props and play, I don't respect none of you motherfuckers in each and every single way. Why? 
Because for all of you who looked around the situation, looked around the canvas and didn't say shit, it was just like you was the one with the electric gun and the night stick. It was just like you was the one that was unloading the gun and bullets and clip. I don't just fuck the police. I fault you for doing that bullshit. Didn't we understand when Rodney King got beat? Didn't we understand when Ronald Green got killed? All this blood over all these times that the bullies have always felt and we ain't changed shit then. What's the difference now? I get it. It's on social media, so this is the difference. Wow. Al Sharpton, I'm upset with you. Ain't no way in fuck I'm respecting you. If I saw you face to face, I don't care if you're old, I'd be checking you. Because you don't understand about red, black, and green. I shake my head in disgust like Marcus Garvey looking at you if you know what I mean. Malcolm X was showing us how to march and be focused on what to do. It ain't have shit to do with religion. He was proud to be black, too. But you... Y'all always hands on Martin Luther King had a dream. And we already integrated, but while we integrated, we constantly got ourselves separated. See, I don't like you because you don't look like me. We made these stupid-ass teams, light-skinned versus dark-skinned. Do you know what I mean? If you was back in Africa, it wouldn't even happen in that type of scene because everybody's not born dark-skinned, if you know what I mean. I got brothers in, yes, let me go to the islands for a minute. I got brothers in Jamaica and Virginia Islands. I mean, Virgin Islands, not white when I spit it. They lighter than the lightest and blistering sun, but they're still culturally not biased. They're no one will one. I got brothers from Trinidad that are dark as cold to the ones that are light as the sun and their mind full of control. I got brothers that do the Rastafarian thing. I got no problem with that. But Selassie was not racist, so what the fuck the problem is that? People get upset now when you say that you're called black and they look at the old, I mean, the new black Panthers like they was a throwback. I'm like, Huey P. Newton was light-skinned. Or didn't you know that? Didn't you go on and go there? Oh, yeah, we even liked... You're just a jiggaboo, but y'all ain't want to go there. They were showing us on TV screen from Spike Lee's perspective that we were never respected. Matter of fact, even being involved in that movie was getting us disrespected. Let me check it. All of the dark-skinned sisters that had natural hair was beefing with the light-skinned sisters with weave, and that shit wasn't fair. But that shit right there is what's going on right now. All the problems with us being killed that's going on right now has always been going on, but we still got our hands in our pockets. So when I look at you and you saying we need to change and you ain't doing a damn thing, I'm telling you fuckers to stop it because I never ever in my life did a poem for profit. But I'm going to make sure when it's explosive right when I drop it, I'm matrix black, pan-African to the fullest. So when my flows come, it's like I'm pulling hammers back for the first time. My flows fit through with bullets. I cop back my mindset and watch my equipment. I pull it. And while y'all be pissing around the situation, I ain't got no problem with trying to pull it. Do you understand about being pro-black? Do you understand about red, black, and green? It's not just a flag, if you know what I mean. I ain't got to represent the black Panthers to be a part of the team because Marcus Garvey, the Honorable Marcus Garvey, and God above showed me many things. I had to destroy my own knowledge. It's just it's a new knowledge, and my mindset had to get abolished. It's like I've been 10 years in college because now... I know how to spit and know how to speak and know how to get deep. And I wake up, you motherfucker, because I love being sleep seat. Red, black, and green. Revolutionary, revolutionary, but gangster. That's not what the fuck it really meant for most of you people prices. If I don't see you really moving, most of you fuckers is wasted like 50 cents. And you wonder why all that bullshit precious time y'all talking is need to be better spent? Because you ain't going to kill university. You don't understand the universal law. So when I spit it to you wrong, it's like killing your insides like a chainsaw. See, people get mad. And some get upset. Because if you really know what the red, black, and green represent, that's when I give you respect. 
But when you talk on that dumb shit, that's when I put you a check. You want to meet face-to-face a wrecking ball? Hello, Richard Black's here. I'm taking my respect. Red, black, and green. And eat. Epic destroy. That right there is how you graffiti this mic. Uh, uh, uh. You are a bad, bad man. You know that? I'm telling you, once I get my doctor degree, I'm prescribing your pen some Ritalin and some Prozac. Yeah, my my pen is a little ignorant, but my brain is very knowledgeable. Damn. Damn. So, Kevin. Damn. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn. Like, real tall, like, damn. Like, uh, people sit down and they spend days, you know, going over, re-editing, writing, re-editing, writing, re-editing, just to put together the perfect stanza, metaphor, simile, or what have you. And at the drop of a hat, somebody like Matrix Black can put together, you know, something like that, just like spontaneous. That's like, come on, man. Can't be real. Like, you know, that's like being a seat filler at the Grammy Awards and sitting, like hearing him spit. You feel me? It's just like that being a seat filler at the Grammy Awards and never, ever asking, you know, you sit next to, like, Will Smith or something, never asking him how he got to the point he got to, like, real talk. We have access to this man. Like, you hit him in the inbox, he answer your question. Like, real talk. Like, really. He's very accessible. And we never, like, people coming in and spitting that BS, and this dude come on, on the line and just spontaneously, like, who you want? Like, I ain't got no scripted piece, but who you want? And I'm going to give you that. But he don't only give you that in a freestyle. He give you a well-constructed piece in a freestyle. Like, who the fuck does that? Excuse my listen to. But who does that? Like, real talk, who does that? None other than the master. Like, point blank, period. But you know, on a level that ascends master, like, there is no, there isn't a word to properly describe the level of expertise in which, you know, um, I knew, if you, you know, the government was cool, I call you that because, you know, there's no moniker or no stage name to act, you know, to call you because you ascend each each time you say, oh, I'm King Kaiju, you go over that. Say I'm Matrix Black, you go over that. Say you're on Super Saiyan level, level four, but you like like Goku. You're just in heaven. And every time we every time we want to hear something, we gather up the Dragon Balls and bring you back. And then you spit that piece. It's like Goku, he kick your ass, and then he go back. You feel what I'm saying? You come through, say, hey, uh, we want a piece. You come through, kick ass, and then you go back. And that That's basically, you know, what I felt from that piece. You came through, you kicked ass. You ain't take no names because you can give a damn about names. You kick, came through, kicked ass. Like I say, kick a hole in the speaker because the set is over. And, and actually, 
So are you saying that now you really understand the reason why I changed my profile pic? People not people not gonna understand. People gonna say that's just a sweet pick. It's deeper than that. That is King Kaiju. I have to know that as long as I have breath in my body, there's always another way for me to ascend in the gift that I was given. So I don't I don't never wanna be I I wanna master all types of craft with words. But I know that I'm a forever student. So when my elders, and I'm an elder now, even when my elders think that I'm falling off, they'll throw me a quick 30 assignments or they'll give me a quick 15 concepts because they want me to always grow. So right now I'm Super Saiyan 4. People don't even know. I'm, and the thing about Matrix Black, even though I know, I'm glad my queens like that, love that, that's how I really live day to day. I'm really pro I'm really, really pro black, like really seriously. My teachers are the ancestors and the elders and Marcus Garvey's and all of that because I'm really looking at how we can bring this shit back. It's bigger than just Black Wall Street, even though I want to bring that back too. It's bigger than that. With the with the little money that they had in the twenties and Marcus Garvey pulled that all off, ain't no fucking excuse. While we as a people can't do that shit now. Biggest excuse, we don't want to. We lazy or we like being separated. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I agree the separation is a lot from within our own. It's not even um, other people separating us. It's us separating ourselves, whether it's the light skin, the dark skin, the, you know, you're half-breed, you're mixed, you're this, you're that, and we separate ourselves in reality. We need to unify as one. You know, we don't we don't need to have all this this separation because we are all still black people. At the end of the day, one of us get pulled over by the police, there's a fifty fifty chance we're not gonna go back home. Just solely on the color of our skin. It don't matter if it's light or dark. If it's got any hint of brown, your ass is black. Whether you like it or not, you're black. It's, it's, <laughs> there's nothing to it. <laughs> and you that's the truth. That's why I hate that team concept, light skin. But that's just so fucking stupid. Because I have my brother from Trinidad. He's he's darker than a mile bar. But his actual brother, bloodline brother, is about like a he high yellow. And I'm like, there's no excuse for this light skin, dark skin. Then when I looked at that old Spike Lee joint. And I looked at those songs. If I, I listened to the song, they, they had sisters saying, you're just a jigaboo, trying to find something to do. They had light-skinned sisters calling dark-skinned sisters a jigaboo mm-hmm. and made it into a fucking musical. I wanted to punch my TV. I said, I used to like this shit because I didn't look at it. Now, now I look at everything. So you can't come at me and say that you red, black, and green, and just give me them, them punk-ass excuses. And then if I ask you about what you're doing in the world, you ain't got nothing to say, that made me mad. That made me want to fight, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, D. Kevin Smith, you know I'm going to pick on you, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, nah, nah, I wanted to, I wanted to add before you pick on me. I just okay. wanted to add to, um, to the discussion right now. Tell me, I understand where where everybody going with that, but the responsibility don't really lies with us because 
you know, speaking from the social economical standpoint that we're standing at right now, each one of us on the line right now, we don't hold no power. That's just the reality of the whole situation. We don't hold no power. Dollars speak. Dollars speak. Dollars speak. So it's not our response. It's our responsibility to know where we came from. You feel me? We understand where we came from. But you have other people, the clowns, the the, 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 the entertainers, the, the actors, the rappers, the singers. You feel me? There should be no reason why the inner city should have anything wrong with it as far as streets, as far as housing, as far as, you know, no uh, no um, community centers, no art programs, all that, because the entertainers, which have a surplus of, of money, they should be donating it back to the inner city. It shouldn't take somebody like LeBron James, whom is getting groomed by a white man by the name of Warren Buffett, you feel me, to introduce $41.8 million for, for education. It should have already been there because as entertainers or as the elite that, that was spawned from the inner city, they should not be turning their backs on it. Like, if you, like me personally, they're using recycled motor oil, motor oil to repave the streets out here. I, I don't know if that's cool or not. I haven't done the research on it, but they're using recycled motor oil on the street, on, on asphalt. Isn't that going to just leach into the ground? And don't they tell us when we change our oil, we can't dispose of the oil because it's harmful to the to to, to the earth? Yes, it is. Feel me? So, but they use a recycled oil on our asphalt, and our asphalt only goes so deep. All that's gonna leach into the earth. But they're using that in our neighborhood to repave the sidewalk. So you got all this money, Puffy, and all these other people. You got all this money, but you ain't going to the inner city and contributing to public works to fix the streets, fix the streets, fix the housing. You know what I'm saying? Like like Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter has done more with HUD. You feel me? Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. Than any of our than any of our people that 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 entertainers have ever done for our community. You feel what I'm saying? And like like that's what I, I I look at that I look at that I understand the RGB movement and all that stuff the new Black Panther Party and all that you know what I'm saying I feel that I'm pro black as well. I'm pro black as well. I love my black people. You know, you know what I'm saying? But my black people have have disappointed me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They 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 turn their backs on the communities in which spawn them their 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 um their opportunities because a lot of them wouldn't be in the position they was without the lack, without the struggle, without the sacrifice. They wouldn't be in that position because they wouldn't have a story to tell. Because if you look at hip hop music, they got a story to tell on their first album, and that first album is what really make them. And then that second album, their sophomore project, is garbage because now they affluent. And they ain't got nothing to talk about. The sacrifice, the struggle, all that is gone. And they just talking about, they just high-signing on you. And that ain't, that ain't right. When we don't have community centers in the, in, in the inner city to teach art, they not, they took the arts completely out of my, my high school. That's right down the street from me. My high school, that's right down the street from me, is no longer a public school. It's ran by the, the private sector. And, and the private sector is green, Doc. The one you 
loads of money onto, get the green dot card. The green dot card is running the high school that I graduated from. So technically speaking, my high school don't even exist anymore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They're taking, they're systematically destroying us. Yeah. Like real talk, but with the separation that you guys have talked about, they're systematically destroying us by taking certain people and bringing them into that, to that, to that affluent level, showing them, you know, giving them a little bit of bread, and telling them, oh, now that you got a little bit of bread, you don't gotta, you don't gotta uh, fraternize with them because they're below you. But you'll never be on our level. You'll never get in here. You'll never, you never live with us. But you can stay over here. And don't associate with them while the inner city crumbles. You know what I'm saying? But on a fundamental level, us being the dwellers in the inner city, we need to take care of that in which we, we got, we've been blessed with. You throwing paper right. on the ground. You feel what I'm saying? You disposing of your trash on the train tracks because they do that shit every day. And when I catch motherfuckers on the dump shit on the train tracks, I confront their ass. You feel what I'm saying? It's noise pollution. You know what I'm saying? With this train that goes by here, that's noise pollution. That's the airplanes landing all over me and they making this loud ass noise all times of the night. That's noise pollution. And if you look if you if you if you, if you do the research, you'll see a certain amount of decibels all day makes a makes a person crazy. But the but the flight paths and 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 the commercial industrial commercial shit with the trains run by the inner city all day. You go to the affluent neighborhoods, they don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. We got the leaders, like Matrix said. We got the leaders like Al Sharpton, homie. And I and I say this all the time. We got the leaders like Al Sharpton. They work for the propaganda people. They work oh, for yeah. the news media. Oh, so yeah. how can we believe anything that they say? You look up Al Sharpton. He's funded by Walmart. How much shit has right. he talked about Walmart? But he getting funded by Walmart. Mm-hmm. Do the research. Like do the research. Check out these motherfucking leaders that we got. You see what I'm saying? Definitely. We as a people right now, we as a people right now, Matrix Black, KK Vetti, you know what I'm saying? Melissa, y'all got voices. Y'all got voices. And I made this decision myself. I made this decision myself. You know what I'm saying? For the shit that we speak, and I'm sorry that I'm, I'm using expletives right here, right now, <laughs> but I'm being real with y'all, but I'm being real with y'all. For the shit that we speak, you got to understand one thing. They don't want you to spit that. They don't want you to tell that. So you got you got you got scopes on you, you got crosshairs on you. So y'all got to come up into y'all got to come to realization that you might get killed for the shit that you say, or the mm-hmm. shit that you don't say, because anything that you post on Facebook goes into the public realm. Right. And if you're talking about black consciousness, you got you are a target. So understand, you might get killed for the shit that you're saying. But is freedom worth it? To me, it's damn right it's worth it. Oh yeah. So That's I gotta take it. So I gotta take it initiative myself, as far as, as me challenging everybody else. I gotta take initiative. I gotta step up myself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We gotta go from nation, from 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 coast to coast. You feel what I'm saying? And bring our people into alignment, because we 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 separated, like y'all said, we separated amongst many different lines. Not only color, right. not only color. It's different stuff. It's different stuff that separates us. But education, social economic status, you feel what I'm saying? Some of us are tokens and we love being tokens. 
right. and saying walking around, they put at the at the Christmas party, throwing nooses on our necks at the at the Halloween party. They they putting on blackface right in front of us. They dressing up like Nazis all in front of us, and we don't say nothing because we love that job. Instead of dream chasing and understanding the 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 the, the advantages we have right now, and installing different things in our community, going out there, you know, what I'm saying, pool, getting together, pooling up, pulling our money together getting community centers, getting, um, uh, making a, 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 a performing arts academy in our, in, our, in our community, you know what I'm saying, pushing the arts because we all artists, pushing the arts, you know what I'm saying, like the way we're supposed to. we just saying, hey, I'm content to make mine for Facebook likes because Facebook likes turn into dollars. You know what I'm saying, selling these books turn into dollars. Fuck a book, fuck an e-book, fuck a movie. You know, I do all that shit in entertainment. I do all, I does all that shit. But in the heartbeat, it's like, fuck that shit. If I'm in the position to, to, to pull up the profile of my people, I'm going to pull up the profile of my people. I'm dream chasing, too. I want to make movies. I want to do that. But guarantee you this. Guarantee you this. Inside my camera, inside my file cabinet in the house, I got shit about Taharka. I wrote a movie about Taharka. I wrote a movie about Akinaga. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. That's that's what I do. That's what I do. You feel what I'm saying? I'm gonna put it out there. So that's why. I, that's what. But, but to wrap this all up, what I'm saying, mm-hmm. we as 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 poets, like like uh like like um, Percy Tully say, we're the legend makers of today. Right. What legend are you writing about? Matrix Black, KK Valley. You know what I'm saying? Melissa, everybody on the line, they're writing about their legend. They're leaving their legend. They're leaving their legacy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To anybody listening in the archives right now, you know what I'm saying? You're a poet. I just want to ask you, what legacy are you leaving behind? Are you really talking about something? Are you really talking about the struggle? Or are you just talking? And that's it. You really, you spoke some truth, my brother, like, for real. You really did. You spoke that, that real raw knowledge. You and you and brought, is it because I'm black over here on the streets? You just blending all the shows together tonight, huh? Uh, y'all know how I, <laughs> I, y'all know how I get, you know, I'm on my ventilation t- tip right now, you know what I'm saying? But that's how I get, this is how I get, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's I sat, like, you know, one thing about me, I was not until Melissa introduced me to this. I shortly before that is when I was woke up, and I haven't been doing this that long. You know what I'm saying? The history about me: I've been playing sports my whole life, so I've been pampered. When I was in the army, I was pampered. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know about going to going somewhere and having hundred women there, and I'm the only person there, mm-hmm. or, or going to a club. You know what I'm saying? And it's twelve to one. I've been pampered my whole life because I played sports. I didn't wake up until uh, really three years ago. You know what I mean? That, that's harsh, but I didn't let it stop me. Okay, I woke up three years ago, so everybody needs to wake up. It, you can wake up. We're walking around sleep. That's, that stuff we see, the walking dead, that's just happening right now. I see zombies everywhere I go. Skinny yeah. jeans, dresses, leggings. I see zombies everywhere I go. You got you got shrimp locks in your head. You got locks in your head, and you don't even know nothing about it. Right? Is it a fad? 
know what I'm saying? Yes, is it a fad? I walk up to him. I walk up to him. Seriously, I see you with the the beard and the locks in your head, and I ask you, do you even know Holly Shalaki? Do you know who that is? Hmm. They don't know that. They don't even know who that is. They just got him because, you know, everybody else got him. It's a fad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You say RGB to some people, they don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm Jamaican. <laughs> I'm from the island. You know what I'm saying? It's not It's not where you're from. It's a movement. It's a movement that's going on right now. You feel me? There's going to be a point in time where you're going to have to pick sides. You're going to have to choose. You feel what I'm saying? But what we're not doing as people we're not encouraging our, our our youngsters to go to go to college and become chemists, become scientists, become astronauts, astronomers, astronomers. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Because even even if the revolution spark popped off today, which even if we won, the revolution spark popped off today and we won and we got our separation. How are we going to make the products by which we live every day by? All our women are wearing makeup. All our women are, are processing their hair. We don't know how to make that stuff. We still got to rely on white America to import that stuff, even if we got lame. So how are they going to mark that stuff up when they import us to a foreign nation? Hmm. They're going to mark it up. Yeah. So now all the billions of dollars we spend in consumer dollars, we spend on we spend on everyday consumer stuff. They're going to mark that up, double that, if they give us our land. So we as people are not mentally prepared for the fallout after the revolution. When we say revolution, all we care about, like like, uh, like uh, Angela Davis say, all we care about is the violence associated with the revolution. And we're not mentally prepared for what happened that's after the revolution. Right. Yeah, that's that is true. I've I've uh, thought about that. I've always said, okay, well, after revolution, you know, the revolution is done. All the the aftermath of it, and you know, when I talk to people about it, they don't ever think about it. They don't ever say anything, you know, about well, you know, what happened about this, and you know, this and this and this. None of our people own, you know, this particular product or this particular type of thing. What are you gonna do? And when I've asked them that, they don't ever give me an answer. I'm like, there you go. You can't start a revolution and not have a solution for the, the aftermath of it. Otherwise, you're going to be walking around lost. And that's, and that's the thing. The that, that's the thing. They know that we are not prepared. And by the time we get prepared, they're going to kill all of us. Oh, and, that, and that's what's going on right now. They already know. Who who is a threat and who's not a threat? They already know who to give money to and who not to give money to. It is so literally in Michigan, maybe a four mile radius from where I stay. I could calculate at least fifty thousand acres of land that's right there for the right. You could purchase land right now. There's at least fifty thousand acres. In, in under a five-mile radius in different spots where I'm at, that if people got together, you could buy the land and start working with something. Nobody wants to do that. 
and everyone who they see as a problem, they're going to eliminate you. They already making college so expensive to the fact that the matter is they want you to go to college. Pick the career you want to go to. Can I say something right quick, mate? Major, oh, go right there. You said they already make college expensive because it's on the downside. But the eight years Obama was in office here in California, college was free. City college was free. Was the class full? Yeah, it was full. What did my people do? Got the financial aid and fell out. How do we address something like that? Is it our fault? That's the thing. There's there's multiple ways to address it because what what are the ten major things our people need to know in order to survive without the government? Mm. No one knows how to survive without the government. I'm literally reading the blueprint of what Marcus Garvey did, even back then, or what he did to survive without the government. Even though the government is advanced more, but the blueprint is still saying the same thing. You have to have people that already have certain skill sets. You already have to have a leader that's not in it for himself. You have to have a, a, a leader that's really about moving all of us, regardless of what we look like, to a better place. And you have to, it's building blocks. You have to build. If you're, if you're, inner city is fucked up. You can count how many abandoned houses, how many burnt down establishments are clustering up over your city. If you if you if you have a store but you don't own the land that the store is sitting on top of, the landowners, if they want you to get out, <laughs> you gotta close. Speak. Speak. And that's the thing, like, everybody want to have a building, everybody want to have a store, but I've always thought about the the land is where your resource is at. That's, when you char- that's how you can charge people. Like the, like the American dollar ain't worth the paper it's printed on, and it's, it's, devaluing, it's devaluing more and more and more. People don't understand that. All the precious metals, all the things of that nature, all the precious gemstones, the natural ones, not the ones that are lab created, are worth so much in the grand scheme of things. We could get lab, we could get stores, but who has the ability to run it? That's where that's where the issues come into play. Can you really? The government is the government loves the fact that we can't live without them right now, on on a, on a majority level, because the ones that say we can live without them, they will never leave their job. Because once they leave their job, is a wrap. So you just said that you can't live without them. They know that. We don't have enough people that really want to do something to approve something to move anything. We have enough celebrities that are black that make 50s and, and 110. There's enough football players. There's enough basketball players. There's enough baseball players that a lot of our communities could be reestablished, reconstructed, a lot of a lot of Buildings that serve no purpose, purpose can be torn down and things can be built up. We can make a hell of an economy. It, don't, it shouldn't take Dr. Umar Johnson talking about 
power economics. It shouldn't take all these other leaders talking about power economics for you to really move. When you can see, you can see simple shit. But we don't want to see simple stuff, and they banking on that. People want to do the revolution because people are in love with the telelives. They're in love with the telelives. They want you to go crazy on every Caucasian person you see, and every Caucasian person is not involved in everything that's going on all the time. But but the thing about it is the main ones that want to uh, go after and I'm just going on the police police force. The main ones that want to take out the white cops are not saying nothing about the black cops that are in the video with them, exactly. that are allowing us to get beat, that are allowing us to get killed. It's black cops right in the camera with them mm-hmm. that are helping them beat us down. Yeah, it's it's that's that's a crazy thing right there, and it's true. You know, like he said. It's like a, it's a double-edged sword. It's like you want to chastise this man, this white man, because he's beating down your brother. But then a black man beat down your brother, you don't want to say anything because he's a black man. It's like the whole no snitching policy, or I'm not going to say anything. And I'm like, but that's still a man's life, regardless of the skin who's beating his ass. He's still getting his ass beat. Not all that. Yeah, I, I, I already, I wrote a piece that, that, Explain that he didn't really debunks the myth of black on black crime. Mm. Like really, like really, like it's 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 a myth though. They want us to focus on it, but right. they make it uncomfortable for us to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They make it uncomfortable, so we don't want to go to the affluent neighborhoods and commit crime because we're already close here. We're already here. You know, black-on-black crime with a paradigm for the propaganda that persists to oppress us, born around us, who is there to commit crime but us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. If I want to commit a crime, if I'm, I'm that grimy, I want to commit a strong-on crime, am I going to go way out of my element to commit a crime and then come all the way back to my house? No, I'm going to mm-hmm. do it in proximity of my house. So what's in the proximity of my house? My own people. That's yeah. just real talk. So black on black crime is a smoke screen. Right. So we put that down. How much of the news gets omitted? Mm-hmm. A lot. Like ninety eight percent of the news gets omitted. Oh yeah. You say black on black crime don't admit don't doesn't exist. It's just crime, period. If you go to the FBI and you log go to the FBI website and you log on and you put in gang violence. You see murders associated with gang violence. You will see that white motorcycle gangs commit more gang violent mm-hmm. murders than any and black that. gang in America. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If you go to the website and, and put in drug related murders, drug related crimes, you will see that white motorcycle gangs commit more drug related murders than any black gang has ever committed. Mhm. They propagandize everything to vilify the diasporic male. Point blank, period. All that is a myth. Forget all that. You feel what I'm saying? You do have opportunities out here. You do have them out here. But we don't have a voice that speaks to tell you then going around the different neighborhoods and saying, you know what I'm saying? I give a fuck. 
if I'm in the wrong neighborhood, I grew up over on this side, I grew up in this city, and you don't like my city, but I'm going to still go to your city and I'm going to holler at you. I'm going to speak to your G's. I want to talk to your G's. That's how, we, that's how we operate. This is what they gave us. You feel what I'm saying? This is what okay. they, they left for us, games. This is what they left for us because that's all we have. Let me holler at your G's. Let me talk to you. You feel what I'm saying? All this that you're doing, that shit ain't cool. Even even the peace treaty between the Bloods and the Crips at a time during Ferguson, mm-hmm. these were the leaders that was out there. This is what you want me to, to listen to? They right back to doing what they're doing. Right after that, selling drugs, terrorizing the community. That's what the reality of it is. I don't care if it's my people or gang members. But when, I, when I'm in their face, what I tell them, you a motherfucking domestic terrorist. Yeah. Point blank, period. So you're destroying your own people. And exactly. I, I, I believe that. And the way I feel is about a drug dealer. I understand every man has his own road and own cross he has to bear. But I feel like if you're going to deal, especially cocaine and heroin and mess on the streets, I believe you should take some of that same drug money that you're getting from the people and put it back into the community. If you're going to destroy it, you at least should try to help fix it. Point okay. blank. Let me tell you. Let me tell you like this. Let me tell you this. I know them, drug dealers. I know them. They're some of the most philanthropic people that you will ever see. But you know where they get their money to? They get their money to the churches. You know why? Because they're trying to buy their way into heaven. Mm. What does the church do with the bread? Pocket it. I'm sorry. Anybody can be mad at me. If you want to, do the research. Go holler at them. You feel what I'm saying? Dive yourself into the to the gang community, then dive yourself into the church community and see where that money that they donate into the churches, see where they see how much of it actually trickles back into the community. See how much of it actually trickles back into the mission campaign that they have, giving water, food and whatnot to the to, to the homeless population. Maybe one percent. My brother is a bishop. You can't out research me. I know. I'm sorry if I seem arrogant to different people, but I know. Before I step up and I step out there to get into the public domain, because one of my goals is to be a congressman, a mayor. Hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Oh, I got yeah. big dreams. I got big dreams. Like real talk, I got big dreams. So I'm 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 I'm, I'm sitting back and I'm retired. I'm, I'm not, and I'm taking account of all this. I'm taking account of all this. But one thing about it, no matter where I go, I've been on I've been on every continent in the world. I've been on every continent in the world, and I'm blessed because I, I, I rose my right hand and I joined the military. And I've been on every continent in the world, and I've seen separation. There's separation based on skin color in every continent mm-hmm. on a globe based on race. Like, that is bullshit. That is a, a straight bullshit. There's people, there's people, there's people in Europe that look just like you. There's people all over the world that look just like us. Oh, yeah. You will never think, you will never think that they're something else because they look just like you. You might be mistaken for one of them. I've been hemmed up. Real talk, I've been hemmed up because they thought I was one of them because I speak their language. I've been hemmed up like that. And the only thing that saved me was the fact that I was in the military. That's what saved me. I've been locked up in the foreign, locked up, locked up abroad. I've been there, done that. 
Real talk. I've been there, done that. I've been in a mass cell with a slip trench in the middle, and that's where we use the bathroom at. I've been there. Yeah. Bro, I've been, I've been like, real talk, I've been there. Locked up abroad, I've been there, but they only show you white folk because that's all they care about. When you look at, remember that, remember that show, Locked Up Abroad? How many black folks oh, you yeah. see on there? <laughs> they don't that's care right. about us. Like, real talk, they don't care about us. The only people that's meant to care about us is us. But what do our offline do? They turn their back on us. Hmm. You got people like, what I wanted to say, though, earlier was, you know, you got people that get out of the military and they're in your community. Right. And you want to know who can organize them. Who more know about the government than one of them? I've been on a higher echelon, so I know how the government works. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. There's, there's this. I could, I can line myself like. I got out of here, and there's, there's gangs and stuff in there. I didn't fix weapons for them. I didn't do a grip of shit. I didn't tell them how to move throughout the thing, how to shoot, how to do all that shit. You know what I'm saying? When I, when I first got out, and then when I woke up, I felt that that was bullshit. You know what I'm saying? If that's bullshit, because I'm trying to assimilate into a culture to which I grew up in. Because mm-hmm. that's what they gave me. This is a reality. This is what they gave me. This is what they put on the silver platter for us. That's it. There ain't no silver spoon. We ain't got no trust fund. Mm-hmm. Ain't none of that. All we got is each other. And we we knocking each other off. We putting guns to each other's head because somebody get a contract or whatnot, or they making $22 an hour and they driving around in a Mercedes Benz. You feel me? And now you envious of that person because he's driving around in a Mercedes Benz so you want to stick them up. You yeah, not understand. Yeah, envy is a hell of a uh, hell of a drug to take because it is is such a uh, is such a a big a big issue envy within people and this envy in anything the industry whether it's music or it's poetry or it's you know things whatever the hell you're doing in politics and in reality we all really band together fuck the labels fuck the color of the skin. Forget where your mama, my mama came from, and we just come together as people. No matter the race, color, or creed, we could do some really amazing things among each other, but nobody wants to unify. And so in that case, you have to try to unify within your own group of people, within your own clique, and try to make things move among your own. But you have to wake up the sleeping people. Malcolm X said it best. We're trying to organize people that are still sleeping. You have to first wake up the people and then give them a specific goal. You can't can't get people to move. They're not aware that they need to be moving. And, and that, that's just one of those things. But, Kev, we got two callers on the line. We got New oh, York. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got New York over here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to On the Streets. You got me and me, Kevin Smith, on the line. Who do I have with you tonight? Hello. Hello, hello. How you doing? Oh, I've been listening. This is Mama Oladeji, and I'm Hi, telling Mama. you. Hi, I am so proud you are. I am. I'm just listening, and like, you know, I'm almost seventy years old now. So, dude, my vo- y'all notice my voice is changing. I'm not speaking as clearly as I used to. And um, when I first came here to blog talk about five or six years ago, you know, there's nobody talking like this. Nobody. 
and um, it just, you know, you just can see the, the big wave of difference now with brothers like you are and sisters like uh, the sister speaking there. She said she want to hear some red, black, and green, you know. Um, it just really makes me feel really proud, and um, I, I'm enjoying everything you're saying. My only suggestion is just, like, don't say too much because, um, brother, we've got a plan that's really good, and that's the same exact plan that I have, and so we need to talk. But um, don't reveal Don't reveal Don't let your right hand know what your left hand doing until it's time to make your tactics and your moves. So uh, I love you all. I'm going to spit a piece that I did live uh, the other day, and um, this is back in my day um, when – we were faced as teenagers with um, army tanks up and down the street all day long, guarding our community, um, grabbing people, you know, just trying to strong arm us to do what they wanted us to do, curfews. I mean, it was horrible. And um, we didn't know how to do black power. We just had to do what we had to do from the gut. And that's, you know, we made some strides, but now... All of those guys look like they're just going into reverse. They're just blatantly outright killing us now. And, you know, we have to let go of a lot of things, and that's the biggest part about our people. They are so hard to learn, but they're even harder to unlearn. Oh, my God. If, you think, if they think they know something and somebody told them, somebody told them, somebody told them, and did a bitter research. They picked up no other book but the Bible. Had no reference point. Only what somebody said. The preacher taking their money every, every, you know, every week and not putting it back in the neighborhood. And but that, see, what we used to use church for was fellowship to get together to say what's going on about revolution. You know, um, you know, try to see what what we could do. See, the the man. Man doesn't understand his purpose here in life, and his purpose here in life is to become the best character that you can become. Not all this religious stuff, because religion is not going to get you anywhere, because you don't even know who's telling the truth and who's making up illusions. But you do know your gut, and you know that when you help somebody else, you open the door for somebody else, you feel like you feel good, like you, you, you've done something to fulfill your purpose on this earth. And that's what our purpose is, to be the best characters that we become, you know, and to help somebody else, open the door for someone else, and, and, and just do the best that we can because there's so many different visions and, uh, you know, religions going around. I mean, you just be crazy trying to follow this one, follow that one, and then you find flaws in this one, then you see the ministers doing little boys, and you see the priests doing little kids, and then you see, you know, uh, these people that's supposed to be so free and love, freedom and love, they still going around with the caste system on color. Like, you know, um, all the corporations leaving the United States and going to someplace where they can get cheaper labor, and we still here standing in line waiting for a crust of bread. We have to do just exactly what I was saying in the chat room. We have to get some land, some real estate. We have to have something to put in the ground. And these Monsanto seeds giving us this this inferior food so that even if we try to mend and heal ourselves, we don't know what's going on. We're trying to eat something that we know is supposed to be helpful, like getting our vitamin D, but we're not getting it because the seeds are deficient. So we have to go all out of our way to, like, restore our own brains and 
to build our own bodies back up. We have to research the herbs and find out how to survive. Now, my daughter has a mushroom farm, and um, she's been going all over, all over to London and Canada and, you know, all through America, going up to California with try to teach people how to grow mushrooms and their survival food. You can put mushrooms on a toxic waste site, and those mushrooms will clean up mm-hmm. that whole site without chemicals, and you can then turn around and eat them, but we're not going to eat them. But I'm just saying you could if it was if you're in survival mode then you had to. But there's a lot of things that we have to prepare ourselves for. But in the meantime, like you were saying, you just can't stand around just like waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, we've got to make some moves. And so... Um, I'm glad to hear you are saying that. It's you know that you, you know, young people thinking about seeing what's going on. Their eyes are open, and uh, that's all we can all we can hope for. Like I said, I have a little something I'm gonna read for you. And okay. I'm gonna go back into listening mode if it's okay. Yep, that'd be wonderful. Go ahead and proceed to the mic. Okay, the name of this is called Big Afro Chanting in the '60s. And all I'm doing in this poem is just, like, bringing back some of the moments um, and the chants and the different things that we used to say, you know. We wore proudly the fist of power. Umgawa, black power, the people united can never be defeated. You see, my hair was a symbol of bravery. For every man, woman, and child that didn't claim the victory, I had an Afro pick stuck in my crown, waiting for you. Take it down and place it above your brow. Can I borrow your pick? Someone got my pick. I have a pick. You have a pick. All freedom fighters have a pick. All freedom fighters have a pick to wear. Mgawa, black power, the people united will never be defeated. Go to the back of the bus and be seated. The wheels on the bus belong to us. We are commandeering the bus. Duck, run, drop, roll, hit the ground. They are shooting at us. Give the power to the people. Give the power to the people. Give the power to the people. We are unarmed. Throw one brick and run. Ain't no stopping us now. We ain't going to let nobody turn us around. We ain't going to let nobody turn us around. Turn us around. Turn us around, we ain't going to let nobody turn us around. Hell no, we won't go. War, what is it good for? Can't nobody turn us around. The people united can never be defeated. Sound off, one, two, sound off, three, four, what do you want? Freedom, Uh, when do you want it now? What do you want? Freedom, Uh, when do you want it now? Sound off, one, two, the plan. Every one of us must get them off our trail. They say we all look alike. Too many of us to be dying. We've got to find a way because I had a big fro, and they think I'm Angela, but I'm only 5'4". Hey, I'm only 5'3". Without these platform shoes, I'm only 5'1". Hey, let go of me. They think I'm she, for sure. She's the 5'11 or more. But we all have big froes, big froes. Umgawa, black power. Get your pick out. Pick your hair out. Stick it back in your head. Pick their eyes out. Stick them in the eyes. Stab them in the eyes. Stab their eyes out. Pick your throw out. Pick your throw out. Burn, baby, burn. What do you want? Freedom. When you want it now. Burn, baby, burn. Ooh, to the roof, to the roof, 
take roof off the sucker. Oh, we don't need no water. Let the motherfucker burn. Burn, baby, burn. The people united can never be defeated. Throw your brick and run. Molly cocktail, keep them busy. Burn this motherfucker down. Tanks and guns, man down, man down. That's Reverend Bruce Clunder. They killed him with that tractor. His color was no factor. They put him asunder. That's Reverend Bruce Clunder. Hell no, we won't go. War, ugh. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Fast grow. Afro sheen. One, two, Azuri. Use Afro sheen. Grow, baby, grow. Grow your hair to the flow. That's a pick in my head. There's a pick for each of you. Pick the eyes out. Your piece of chance. The revolution will not be televised. What are you calling me Angela for? What are you calling me Angela for? You can hide inside if you want to, but we are coming to get you. What time is it? It's nation time. What time is it? It's nation time. What time is it? It's nation time. Uhuru. Together we stand. Divided we fall. Forward ever. Backward never. Solidarity. Solidarity. All hell. The red, black, and green. Yes, my queen. The coast is clear. Yes, my queen. Where did everybody go? Where did all the warriors go? Four dead in Ohio. Four dead in Ohio. More dead on Lakeview Road. More dead in the Huff Ghetto. Big Afro chanting up on the block, East 105, 216 in the area. Old school chanting. Mama O, that is how you bring the vibrations into the studio. I write it out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I you know, I was already on the verge of, you know, dropping the tear already. You know. <laughs> and, and, no joke, all jokes aside, I was already on the verge of dropping the tear because I get so frustrated. At, um, at the state that which we in right now, and you know, I'm not in a position to uh, do what I want, do what I want to do, you know, for my people. And but every time you drop, or every time you spit, Mama O, it's like this is what we are missing. My generation is not asking their grandparents, not asking, you know, not asking the elders, you know, what went on in your generation? What are we doing wrong? You know what I'm saying? What is the voice that we're missing? And every time that you spit, you bring that X factor right to the forefront. Like, there's no question. Like, right now, I have no question. You know, what I, What am I supposed to be doing? What am I supposed to be saying? What am I supposed to be doing? Like, every time you spit a piece, it's just like that. You bring that X factor to the, to the forefront. And I just appreciate every time you spit. You know, like, if I had a favorite poet, it would be Mama O. Like point blank, flat out, period. And that's it. Wow. Man, I'm speechless. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm going to sit back and listen because it takes a lot out of me. But um, I love it when my intelligent, mm. my intelligent warriors speak in truth to power. And this is what I live to hear. 
So thank you so much. It's dear to my heart, and I would cherish that forever. Thank all of you for letting me share. Yeah, definitely. I'm forever in your debt. So continue to share. All right, Kev. You know, the show is starting to wind down tonight. We get into the wee hours of the 2 o'clock in the morning. And we got Miss Baby 691. Welcome, welcome back into the studio, Miss Baby. I decline. I'm just listening this time. Just listening. Okay, okay, okay. Wow. There was a lot. There was a lot. Um. There was a lot that was said, and I have. It it was just a lot that was said. Um. Because just being just being black is heavy. You know, even if you haven't experienced um, any negativity, you know, just being black is uh, a heavy situation because you prepare yourself, your children, you get prepared in a different way um, than other people. But I was prepared mentally different. I was raised counterclockwise anyway. Um, so uh, I've been mentally different, differentiated and just different anywhere. I've always had a different vantage point, but as a people, it is, like Kevin said, it is a difficult thing to see the mentality that is really brought, you know, everything that everybody said can all just be encapsulated into one word, showy display of one means of life, selfishness, greed. Um, there's no need for any of the state of being to really exist for anybody except that it is the plan of the one and it is a moving, it is a moving scene. It is a moving work in itself. So um, it is despicable that you have multi-billionaire people, you know, corporations that earn $22.6 billion in the black, but you only have $8 billion on this planet. So some things aren't going to be changed because it's a process. It's already been prophetically said. So there, there's going to be some things that you're not going to be able to do away with because it's over office. It, it, it goes into the supernatural. The only thing that we can do is really try to be a positive force for now, a positive force, a positive voice, a positive impact um, on people offering positivity. And um, that's mainly, you know, what I've been and how I've been raised my whole life, to offer positivity, to offer hope uh, that, that's completely different. But, you know, I was raised counterclockwise in the system. And it's just terrible, the state of affairs um, that it is. And President Obama was here in New Orleans today, and it was so funny because I was going down the wrong street. I actually, it was, I got lost in my own hood. I wasn't lost, but it was like 
turned down the wrong way, and I knew I was going to break that was the street that he was on. So it it just um, things that uh, we have no control of beyond us, but the things that we do have control um, over, that's the things that we should impact one another with. Definitely, definitely. That's 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 all true, and it, it is. It's, it's crazy. This vibe that we've had tonight in here, with everybody putting in their own input and and putting in some real some real truth and knowledge tonight. Tell me, how you feeling? Like like I said, with um to Mama O, like real, I get so frustrated, like you know because. This ain't something that we can fix immediately. You know, not one person can come in and fix this. We got to do it as a together, as a unit. Mm-hmm. But you got people that's complacent. You know, they like, you know, the situation that they're in. Mm-hmm. And if you feel something's odd, you know, Erica Badu say that, you know, if you feel something is odd, but you accept it, and but you know that it's odd, something's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You know, we can tell that what we accept or what's given to us is odd. This is odd. Inner city is odd. Urban community is odd. You know, our education is odd. You know, our socioeconomical position is odd. But we, we're not doing nothing about it. We're sitting back and we're waiting for others mm. to tell us what to do. You know what I'm saying? We as people need to come together. You know, the community. You know, this ain't the hood. You know, like Boba Dick Gregory say, you know what I'm saying? The hood is something that you put over your head to hide over, to hide. Mm. This is a community. And we got to start calling it as such a community. And a community is only somebody is a community is something that, that, that has total control over everything, the policing and everything. Right. So when we, we when we come together and finally look at where we stay at our establishment as a community, then we can move forward. But when we just keep calling it the hood and settling for less, we ain't gonna we don't get nowhere. We're not going. We're not going to get nowhere. I like. I can go on for hours and hours and hours about this subject right here. But you know, I get frustrated. Like, I'm well up about to drop drop one because you know I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of other. I, I see other people that has a a better or stronger voice than what I have, and they not. They refuse to do. They refuse to speak out. You know. Right. And we're not gonna get anywhere. We're not gonna get anywhere. You know, there's programs we need to get installed. There's there's the second generation of uh, activists that need to that need to come out, and they're not. And they refuse to doing what they're doing because they commercialize. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it it is what it is, and that's all that it is ever gonna be. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna set back and settle for that. I got goals, and I'm gonna knock them out. You know, so people like Mama O. 
that that that's in her seventies and feel like she 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 needs to sit down, you know, for like a better term, you know, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to poke fun at her or nothing like that, but you know, she needs to sit down. Who's gonna step up in her place? Right. Who's gonna replace her voice? And that's true. Kev, you know, I know you have a piece to close out the show for tonight. You know, I was gonna pick at you during the whole show. I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm gonna let you let you do your thing you do. But I know you have a piece to close out this show tonight. A piece, mm-hmm. or 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 a closing statement. Either one, either one you want to go for. Do whatever you want to do, Kev. All right, I, just just a closing statement, like 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 really, just a closing statement. Let me just holler at. Anybody listening on, on in on the archives or they're coming in late, you know, the most precious gift that the Almighty can give to us is love. Point blank, period. No matter what, all the moral rules that you follow in your spirituality or your religion, the most fundamental or the most precious gift that the Almighty can give to us is love. If you want to love those that look like you, you know what I'm saying? You check yourself. If you're not if you're not content with where you live, something seems odd at where you live, something's off, you need to do something about it. You know what I'm saying? If something's wrong with where you live, come holler at somebody that got a voice. You don't know the network that the next person that the next person has. You don't know. You don't know who I know. I don't know who KK Valley know. So if I'm having some problem over here where I'm staying at, I could probably holler at KK Valley. She could probably tell me something that I could do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We need to be at the same spot as our brothers and sisters of different race. You feel me? I'm. 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 I'm I, I prescribe to the same. I prescribe to the same thing that everybody else do. All the. RGB movement. I prescribe to the same thing. I'm pro-black as well. But I'm saying we're living in an age of enlightenment. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, there's not a lot of people that are asleep anymore. People are waking up. But don't be mad at religion. Don't be mad at, at separation. Don't be mad at segregation. Don't be mad at it. Let's do something about it. We are thinkers. We are innovators. We are poets. We are authors. You know what I'm saying? Filmmakers. Let's do something about it. Everybody on this line does something in the medium of of artistic expression. Let's do something about it. You know what I'm saying? You want to make a movie about it? Holla at me. We can write something. We can make, we can film something. We can do something. We can teach the next generation coming up. I got a daughter. I got a daughter nine years old. I'm going to be 10 in October. What's out there for her to learn or understand about her, her, her culture? Nothing. So let's make something about it. Let's do something. Let's write a book. Let's put a children's book out there. Let's put children's movies out there. Let's do something. Don't just, let, don't just sit back. Don't just let other people dictate what educates your kids. Hmm. What educates the next generation. Let's all do something about it. You feel what I'm saying? I'm I'm a very accessible. 
I didn't put my I didn't put my phone number, my personal phone number in groups all across it. I'm very accessible. I didn't did that. You can inbox me, whatever. If you bought that action, get at me. Real talk, get at me. They, you know what I'm saying? The others are putting their kids in paramilitary militias, teaching them how to shoot, teaching them to get ready for the, get ready for the revolution. What are we actually doing to prepare ourselves to get ready for whatever is coming? Nothing. We're being complacent. What? You know what I'm saying? Is a revolution, is a is a violent revolution a reality? Maybe not. Is an intellectual revolution a reality? Yes. Because that's what we presented with right now. Yeah. In this community, let's get together, let's function with each other. Let's put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Financial gain, that's not really that's not really what we want. That's not really what we need. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? The dollar, the dollar, I can care less about the dollar. I care more about KK. I care more about Mama O. I care more about Beast King. I care more about Lyrical Soldier, Melissa, baby. You know what I'm saying? About if they can go, if you can go out, walk out of your house and not be harassed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Be safe. When you're doing what you're doing, be seen as equal. Be seen as just a person, a woman, a man, not a race. That's what I care about. I don't have sponsors on my jacket. I cannot be bought. I will deal with less. I can't be bought. Holler at me. You know what I'm saying? Holler at Matrix. You feel me? Just, just, just That's it. That's all. That's it. That's all. You know what I'm saying? There's people out here. That's leaders. You know what right. I'm saying? Holler at them. Don't holler at don't don't sit around away from people like Al Sharpton and all them other people that's already been bought. I can't be bought. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I I cannot speak from my own personal experience. I, Kevin Smith, cannot be motherfucking bought. There ain't a dollar amount. Can't no motherfucking body afford me. Yeah. True. That's real. That's real. Can't nobody afford me. My price is too high. I love my people. Straight up. I'm as black as black can come. Hmm. If I could sit out in the sun and get blacker, I get blacker. Cause I love my skin. I love my. I love my ether nine. The salt. I love. The, I love the blood that pumped through my my skin. I love my pineal. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Real talk. Just to wrap it up. And I'm in with this sentence right here. I'm very accessible. Holla at your boy. Definitely, definitely. Only thing I like to say to close out this wonderful show, Kevin done took every word out of my vocabulary pretty much, but all I can say is that trust half of what you hear, half of what you see, and half what people say. Crack open a book and read, because trust and believe, that's where most of the hidden messages are. Things are not going to be handed to you on a silver platter, but rather on a paper plate. And it's up to you to decide whether or not what's on that plate is valuable. We as a people need to come together, whether you're a white brother, black brother, albino, or Latino. We are all people struggling with the same struggle, just trying to survive in this wicked world. I am K.K. Valley, and I had the one and only 
be Kevin Smith with me tonight on the streets. We are over and out, and this has been another episode of Beast Nation Radio. Peace. Peace.